What's up, monsters? Welcome back to the Wake the Monster podcast. So I wanted to give you a short one for Saturday because it's the weekend. We got to get off our phones and just go party, have time with our family, right? So I just want to talk about something that I was having a conversation when I was at breakfast with my girls this morning. And, you know, it was it was just one of those those thoughts that popped up into my head because a sentence was said in a way that it didn't irk me. It wasn't a bad sentence. It was a good, normal sentence to say. But I wanted to have a conversation with my daughter about how to rephrase the sentence so that it meant something more positive than the way she said it. Maybe a confusing concept to start with, but let me try and break it down. One of the big things that, that we have going on, let's say we're reading the news. Let's say we're, we're going through, and I mean, let's be honest. The majority of us do not read every news article that we see on a daily basis. We read the headline, and then if we have a little bit of critical thought, we look at where the headline came from, and then we kind of base what the story is going to say off of what we know about that publication. We know that things can be framed in certain ways. So when we see headlines, the headline of an article is always framing a story in a way that is trying to preset your mind before you actually read the article. They're trying to write a headline in a way that you are already going to have a bias in your reading so that you will agree with the author of the article. And then at the end, it just reinforces what their point was about why the person who disagrees with you is evil and you should never associate with them, right? So it's a framing issue when it comes to, to articles. And, uh, you know, one of the big podcasters that I listen to is Tim Pool, and that's one of the things that he talks about all the time is the way articles are framed, the way a headline is framed, or the way a sentence is framed to shift it just enough so that they're still technically telling the truth and you, you can't sue them or accuse them of lying or libel or slander or any of that kind of stuff. But the intent of what they're saying, if you really understand the framing of the of the language, you understand that the intent is to say this person's evil or this person's the hero. You know, it, it, that's the way journalism, with air quotes for those who are listening on podcasts, that's the way it goes today. And that can bleed into our everyday language, the way we communicate, the way we talk. And for us specifically, being the Wake the Monster channel, talking about how to get yourself going, how to, how to achieve your goals and how to wake your own monster, it goes into your self-talk. Right, so all of that to say that today, Friday mornings normally my wife and my daughter they go out to breakfast uh, before my daughter goes off to school. So they go to IHOP, they sit down, they have their eggs, and you know depending on how Thursday night went, how late they got home from dance depends on you know if if we're doing homework at the table or not. And the past few weeks I've been joining in because I've been able to go into work a little bit later or work remotely for a part of the day, so I've been able to be with them. It was really cool. So today my daughter's doing homework while we're waiting for our food. And she like flies through this homework, has a little thing to correct here and there, but no no big deal. We got it corrected and she got everything right and we moved on. She goes to put the homework away and she says, Psh, that was easy. And that's a sentence that kind of irked me when she said it. And like I said, it wasn't a bad sentence, right? To her, she said that was easy. And so that means that that was not a challenging task for her. You know, I took a minute and I was like, you know, that wasn't really easy. Like this isn't this is not an easy thing. The concept of something being easy really is relative. 
Like it's relative to the individual. So what that means is that there is no such thing as an easy task. Right? Like what's two plus two? Majority of us can answer it's four. That sounds easy to us today, but when we were, there was a point in time where we did not know that answer. Right? We had to be taught that answer. So before we knew the answer to two plus two, that question was not easy. That was a difficult question for us. So I was trying to explain that to her. I was trying to say, look, it's not that it's easy. It's that you are good at that thing now. When you reframe the way you look at tasks or the way you look at the things that you do in a day, reframing it in the way of, it's not that it was easy. It's that I'm good at it really gives you this ability to be proud of what you do on a regular basis. The things that me and my team do on a daily basis in our shop would be unfathomable to the majority of civilian type work environments because the pace and the amount of production that we have to create to be able to meet a flying schedule or a mission deadline or something like that is so much faster and so farther ahead than what a regular civilian maintenance shop has to deal with. To us, it's just natural. To us, it's just second nature to move at the speed we do, right? With speed of safe, with sense of urgency, right? But we're moving through tasks so efficiently and so proficiently that we're getting tasks accomplished much faster than the average maintainer could. My team is fantastic. When I'm at, when I'm in the shop, my guys, my guys are great. That's, I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on them. But that, that's what I mean. When I joined the Air Force, I could not change my own oil in my vehicle. And I'm now a diesel engine certified mechanic who can rebuild a Cummings engine without the manual and it'll run and your truck will be fine. Like, I couldn't do it. I could, I could barely change my own tire on the side of the road if something happened to me. Like, when I tell you guys that I had to reframe what being a man really meant as an adult, like I'm actively on the fly reframing what I believe a man should be in my own head. I mean that. I joined the Air Force at 24. I turned 25 in basic training and I could not change my own oil. Like that's how far behind the curve of what a man should be able to do I was. So they put me into an aircraft maintenance job. None of that was easy. None of that was something that I was capable of doing at the time. Then I go through the school, then I go through the training, then I go through on-the-job practice, on-the-job training, and then just over the years of repetition, those tasks became so nat, so second nature to me. They became, I became so proficient at them that they appear easy. So it would be easy, <laughs> it would be simple, for because those words are different, simple does not mean easy. It would be simple for me to say, oh, that task is easy but it's not, is that I am now good at it. And that's what I was trying to tell my daughter this morning, right? She was doing her math. She was doing, working on uh, clocks and time and everything like that. And she was like, that's easy. No, it's not easy. You're good at it. That's what it, it's you. It's not the task. It's you. Everything in life is not about the task. It is about your approach to the task. You can either face the challenge and be willing to take it on no matter how difficult or how long or how consuming it's going to be, or you can step back from the challenge and just accept that you're going to convince yourself that that's a hard task when in reality you just were not up to the challenge of the task. 
right? And we all have those. Like there's, a, there's plenty of tasks that I look at, like doing a backflip, right? I would love to do a backflip. To me, that's just not really a task that I am up for tackling, right? Now I rationalize that by saying, oh, I got all these other tasks I can do, but really like, it's just not a task that, that I'm up for tackling. So a backflip will always be hard to me. When really it's it's me, it's not the task. Think about how many people can do backflips. There's eight-year-old girls that are in the Olympics doing backflips for Team China, you know, or whatever, however old they are. They can fly through the air and do all these crazy tricks. It's easy for them, but it's not the task. It's you. It's me. It's how we approach it. It's if we decide we are going to put in the work. So I say to my daughter, the math wasn't easy. You are good at it. There is somebody in your class who probably struggled through this homework and thought it was the hardest homework assignment that they've ever been given. To them, it's hard. And in that concept right there lets you know that the task is not the relevant part of the equation of somebody's success. The, the task in front of you, whether it be graduating high school, getting a job, joining the military, becoming a parent, raising your children, learning to drive a car, any like no matter what the task is that we have to deal with, it is not about the task. It is 100% solely about us, our approach to it. Are we willing to go find an expert to teach us? Somebody who has the experience and is super proficient in that thing so that we can learn how to do the thing. That's what it's about. Fitness, education, parenting. It doesn't matter what you pick. The task is absolutely 100% irrelevant. There is no such thing as an easy task. It is all about how well you want to perform at that. It's all about the effort that you want to put in. It's all about you. Think about how think about how great that is, right? Now, there's two ways you can go down that road. There's the oh my gosh, it's all about me. I can't handle that pressure. Or oh my gosh, it's all about me. I have total power over the outcome of this situation. Those are the two options. Once you realize that everything that you have to face in life is about your reaction to the thing, you get two options. You can let it overtake you and destroy you, or you can let it empower you to realize that when you achieve, when you succeed through that moment, you get to hold all the glory. Now, there's tasks that we need teamwork for. There's tasks that we need help from. There's tasks that we need assistance. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But the fact that you are able to identify that and then go out and get it, that's still you attacking it. That's still you finding the solution to the task. So you still get to revel in the pride and the individual success of that task. That's why it's so important that we reframe the way we look at things. You know, I was, I was scrolling social media the other day and I was, I was watching some people that I know, some people that I don't know, but I, I kind of follow people who are in the world of creating leaders, right? People who are in the world of helping and, and inspiring people and trying to make other people's lives better. Even with that, there can be downfalls in it because a lot of times people think helping is doing. You know, and, and so as a parent, we can all feel that too because there's times where we just are, we know our kid is struggling and it's like, you know what, let me just take this task from them 
so that they don't have to struggle through it because it might be a little bit past them or it might just hurt you so much to see them struggle. A lot of times you'll see those people who are in those positions of caring and trying to help people get better and you'll see them be doers instead of helpers and guiders. So they'll do tasks or they'll create the solution instead of allowing somebody to struggle through it and succeed on the other end, right? And so when when it's like, oh, I love creating leaders or I love helping people, it's like, yeah, but, but you really need to be very focused on how you are doing that because very similar to when I was talking about the Supreme Court pick for Joe Biden and how he was isolating his candidates and he was restricting competition, which was going to limit the amount of, of pride that somebody would be able to have in, a, in receiving that nomination. The same thing happens when you help people by doing for them. You're actually stealing the opportunity for them to be proud of themselves. It's one of the saddest things that I see in areas of education or mentorship or any of that is when the educator or the mentor starts doing for the student or doing for the mentee and it's you're stealing from them. You're stealing a major component of what humans need. Gratification, satisfaction, achievement. That comes through struggle. Everything you want in life. I said this in one of my first podcasts. I stole it from Tim Kennedy. I love it till the day I die. This is one of my favorite quotes ever. Everything that is worth having in life is on the far side of hard work. There is nothing worth having that does not require hard, consistent, effort. It just doesn't exist. Most people who win the lottery go bankrupt three years later. Why? It wasn't hard. All they did was buy a ticket, scratch it, or just punch in some numbers. That's why the majority of them are bankrupt. It wasn't hard to get. They can't appreciate it. There was no achievement. There was no satisfaction in it. So when we don't allow people to work and achieve and succeed and struggle, we're stealing from them. We're stealing part of their identity. We're stealing part of what they can lean on and say they are. And the same thing goes into our language. When you're speaking, think about the way you're framing your words. You know, when I, when I speak, I try to frame things in a way of I am always owning the moment that I'm talking about. Even more so when it's a failing moment. Right? So one of the, one of the concepts of leadership is that when you fail, it's you. When you succeed, it's we, right? When, it, when I fail, if my team fails an objective, that's on me. When my team succeeds, that's we. They get, the, they get the, the props for it, but I will bear the burden of failure. That's prime responsibility of a leadership role. But you are always a leader because you are always leading yourself. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you have the strongest family in the world. I believe I have a very strong family. But still, at the end of the day, if I want to achieve something, I have to work for it. When I, that's when I frame my language, I frame it in the idea of ownership. Because if I fail, I can't blame somebody else. And if I succeed, I get to feel 100% of the pride. And everybody associated with me, my wife, my daughter, close friends, whoever's involved in that in that moment, they get to feel it too with me. When you succeed, you bring people on the ride. You know, but you, we have to reframe the way we start, the way we have these conversations. Because if I say a task is easy, that's not true for everybody. 
If I want to run 100 meters and I can run it in 11 seconds, then that's easy for me. Well, that's great. But very few people that compete in the Special Olympics can do that because it's not easy for them, which means that it's not the task. It's the individual. And yeah, that is an example that you could say, oh, your argument just collapsed because there's people with special needs who just can't face certain tasks. That's a fair argument. But if you raise those people with that mentality, they will always fall short of what they were capable of in the first place. You will restrict them by telling them tasks are too hard. It doesn't matter who the person is. If you tell people a task is hard, you are pre-framing them to approach it in a negative light. If you tell people a task is easy, you are pre-framing them to approach it in a negative light. If it's too hard, some people will just skip it and not even try it. Other people will try it for a little bit and then they'll give up. And then you'll have the select few who will be like, I love hard tasks and they'll go after it. But not as many people will succeed in that task as if you just said, hey, this is the task. That's it. Not hard, not easy. Doesn't matter. Same approach to an easy task. If it's an easy task, you're going to have some people who succeed at the task. You're going to have some people who don't do the task because, oh, if it's easy, it's beneath me. I don't need to do a task that's easy. I want to do hard tasks. And then you'll have the people that you demoralize because it was an easy task. You said it was an easy task and they failed. And so now you just hindered them from being willing to try again next time. And you lost their trust. Think about the way we frame our language. Individual responsibility is the only universal way forward. Collective approaches to society are fair and useful in situations, but it requires individual effort. That's what I mean. Individual responsibility is individual effort, which aids a collective society. Now, I'm not a socialist, I'm not a Marxist, none of that. My point is individual, you, me, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to frame our language in a way that we understand that we are responsible for our outcomes. And that's what I was trying to get across to my daughter today. That's what I wanted to share with you all today. I know it's a little bit shorter, but like I said, it's Saturday. Go out, have a great time. Enjoy the time with your family. Kiss your loved ones. Relax, get ready for the next week. All right, I appreciate y'all stopping by. Appreciate you tuning in. If you like it, give it a five star. If you didn't like it, give it a one star. Either way, it lets me know how to direct these going forward. Leave me a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Share it with your friends if you feel the conversation was worth sharing. If you want to interact a little bit more, you can follow me on Instagram at WakeTheMonster or on Twitter at WakeTheMonster1. Go wake your monster. Peace.